My name's John Redman. I'm the associate pastor at First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas, and I want to thank you for listening to Peace by Believing today. And on today's program, we're going to be doing something a little bit different in that I'm going to just be sharing with you from our studio here one of the most important things that God has said to me lately. And so today, instead of having a sermon uh, that had been previously preached, I just want to talk to you from my heart about one of the most important things that God has laid on my heart in recent days. You say, John, does God speak to you? Does God tell you things? Yes, He does. And God speaks to all of His children. The only problem I have sometimes is that I fail to hear what God is saying, or maybe I don't hear it clearly, or maybe I just miss it altogether. And maybe you've had a similar experience. But I've noticed this in my life when When I am in a right relationship with God, that is, I'm walking with Him, I'm I'm in His Word each day, I'm trying not to sin, I'm staying away from things that tempt me to sin, I'm, I'm loving people, I'm not holding a grudge or being bitter. I've noticed when I'm in a frame of mind like that and in a spiritual state like that, that I can hear God's voice much more clearly. I've also noticed that in my own life, I can hear from God uh, more clearly if I have a certain amount of each day that is quiet and silent so that I'm not always watching television or always listening to the radio or always talking to others or always on the go, but where I just slow it down for a little bit of time each day so that I can get quiet before the Lord and hear Him when He speaks. Now, if you have your Bible, if you would open it to the Old Testament book of Habakkuk, And that's a hard book to say, and it's even a harder book to find. But it's in the Old Testament, Habakkuk, chapter number 2, and in verse number 20. And I want to just read this verse to you. It is a tremendous verse, and it has much application even in our times today. Here's what it says. The Lord is in His holy temple. The Lord is in His holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Think about that. The Bible says that we should be silent before the Lord. And so if we're always around noise, and if we're always talking, and our lives are always filled with activities and meetings and commitments and all these things, if it's always like that, we're going to have difficulty hearing from God because we know the Bible says that when God speaks, he has a still, small voice. Typically, God speaks very quietly. And the only way that we can hear his still small voice is if we are quiet in our spirits before him. Well, the other night I had gotten home from work and I'd had a very busy day, just like you have busy days sometimes. I had a busy day on this particular day. And I had gotten home And I was tired, my mind was tired, my body was tired. And to be honest with you, what I wanted to do on this particular night, it was a Tuesday night, I wanted to turn my television on 
and watch the Andy Griffith Show. Now, some of you may may like watching Andy Griffith. It's an old show from back in the 60s. But, uh, you know, it's just, it's a clean show. It's a funny show. It's a relaxing show. And anytime I can visit Mayberry, I just feel like I can relax and unwind and just kind of calm down after a busy day. And so I wanted to be in my favorite chair with the television on at 7 o'clock on this particular night so that I could watch the Andy Griffith Show. Well, just before I left my study at home where I had gotten home from church and I'd put my books and everything down. I was going to leave my study and go into the, uh, to the living room area there to, to watch the show. It was just like God spoke to my heart. And God said to me, John, why don't you just stay in the study for 30 minutes, forego the Andy Griffith show, and just sit in my presence quietly for the next half hour? Well, I'll be honest with you. I when when I I didn't hear God say that to me audibly, just down in my heart, I just felt like God had spoken that to my heart. I remember looking up at the clock. It said, you know, 6:58 or so right in there, and I thought, man, in 2 minutes I'm going to be in there watching Andy Griffith. I'm going to be relaxing and unwinding. And God just said, "Why don't you stay in here until 7:30 and then go turn the television on?" And to be honest with you, in my flesh, I didn't want to do that. And I love God with all my heart. It wasn't that I didn't want to be with God. It's just that I wanted to go to get in my comfortable chair, turn on the television, and watch that show. But I knew God had spoken to me, and so I just sat down in my chair in my study, and I just said, okay, Lord, as best as I can discern your voice, I believe that you have instructed me to stay in here for 30 minutes and, and by this time of the day, I had already had my quiet time. I'd already read my Bible, already read my devotional books, and, 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 and pretty well done my praying for the day. And so it wasn't like God was saying, hey, you skipped your quiet time, so you need to now have it. I'd already had my quiet time. But it was just like God said, why don't you just stay in here for 30 minutes? Be quiet. Remember our verse in Habakkuk where it says, the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. God just said to me, John, you need to be quiet. You need to be silent. There's something I want to say to you. And if you go in there and watch Andy Griffith, you're going to miss it. And I know you like that show, but what I've got to say to you tonight is even more important than that television show. And so I sat down in my chair in my study and I said, Lord, I'm listening. Anything you have to say to me, Please make it clear so that I can understand it. Well, I guess I sat there for about 10 or 12 minutes, maybe 15 minutes, and I don't know that I felt anything from the Lord. But in my mind, I started thinking about my own prayer life. And more specifically, I began to think about my prayer book, my prayer notebook that I record my, my prayers in. And as I as I was thinking about that, I thought, now, you know, Lord, I'm very pleased with my Bible reading plan. I'm very pleased with the devotional materials that I'm reading uh, in every morning and every e or every evening, as the case may be. But God, my prayer life is a little bit unorganized right now. And let me just interject at this point and say that God is a God of order. We know that from the scripture. Everything God does, he does orderly and he does neatly. And so he wants everything about our lives to have order and neatness and structure to it. 
And so we can apply that even to our prayer lives. And for years, I have kept a prayer notebook or a prayer journal, a prayer book of some kind. And I I record my request. And then when God answers my prayers, I go back and thank him for the answers to those requests. But I've noticed in the last couple of years anyway that my prayer books have gotten so full that they're almost difficult to use. In other words, they have become so it's almost become cumbersome for me to work through my prayer book. And you know, while it's good to have a, a full prayer book, it's also good to have a prayer book that is simple, that is that is easy to use, and that is highly functional. And so I was sitting there. By now, it's about 7.15. I've been quiet before the Lord for about 15 minutes. And all of a sudden, I just start thinking about my prayer book. And so I just maybe said something like this to the Lord. I said, Lord, my prayer book is not as structured and organized and functional as it should be and as I want it to be. And it it gets so cumbersome that I can't keep up with it. And it was just like God said to me, John, I mean, he just spoke this to my heart. The way to have a simple prayer book is to divide it into categories. And he began to give me the categories, and he told me exactly how to divide my prayer book, and that's what I'm going to be sharing with you today on our program. So let me say this at the outset. If you are satisfied with your prayer life at this time, I would encourage you, you just keep doing exactly what you're doing. Don't change a thing. The old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Hey, it applies to you. So if you're pleased with your prayer life and you're however you're praying, just keep doing what you're doing. But if you would say, you know what? My prayer life has become stagnant. It's become dry. It's become cumbersome or it's become uh, non-existent or it's become boring or, or routine or whatever. If you say, you know what? I need, I need a little to do something in my prayer life different and better. You may want to hear me out today and consider the plan that I'm about to present to you. Now, a prayer book is simply a notebook. It doesn't have to be anything fancy. You could go to the store and buy a spiral notebook, and that could be your prayer book. Or you could go to the store and buy a nicer book, be a hardback like a prayer journal. It doesn't matter. what It doesn't matter the, the type of book that you have. But here's what God spoke to my heart. It was like God said, John, divide your prayer book into some different categories. And so I knew this was God speaking to me because it just it, it resonated in my heart. And he said, John, what you need to do, the first category should be thanksgiving. And so today, as you're listening to this, you just... Think about a prayer book, any kind of notebook, and on the front page of that, when you open it up, you just write the word Thanksgiving, or you could write my Thanksgiving list, and then you could just begin to list out all the things for which you are thankful. For example, and I'm not going to read you my Thanksgiving list today, but on some of the things I'll be glad to share with you, the very first thing on my Thanksgiving list, it says, number one, my salvation. I am thankful to be saved, and I'm thankful that I have the full assurance of my salvation. And so that's what I have at the, at the very beginning of my prayer list because I'm just so thankful. In fact, the way I have worded that, it just says, I am saved, double exclamation point. And then in parentheses, I wrote, and 100% sure, double exclamation point. So I am so thankful to be saved and to be sure that I'm saved. The second thing that I've written on my list, I just said, I am healed. 
And I put two exclamation points by that because sometime back I went through some health issues and God just healed me of those and I'm so very thankful. And then I just have other things on my list that I've written. I'm thankful that I'm a minister. I'm thankful that I'm at First Baptist Church in Pasadena. I'm thankful that I have a great family. I'm thankful that I have great friends. I'm thankful that you have made me content because God has made me so content in my life. I'm thankful that I'm in God's hands and that he's absolutely in control of my life. And on and on I go just listing out things like that that I'm thankful for. And so the Bible is clear that as Christians, we should be thankful people. In the 100th Psalm, a familiar verse says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And so as we begin our prayer time, it's always wise to begin that time by thanking God for all of his blessings for us. And so I would encourage you to do that. Now, the second category in my prayer book is what I'm calling intercession. Intercession. What is intercession? Intercession is when we pray for another person. You would pray for your spouse. You would pray for your children. You would pray for your parents, your siblings, your neighbors, your friends, your co-workers, the people you go to school with, just people God places on your heart for your pastor, for your teacher, for your coach, for your doctor. You just pray for people as God places them on your heart. I had an interesting experience. Not too many uh weeks ago, a man said to me, he said, John, I want to make a commitment to you today. And I said, well, what's that? He said, I make a commitment that beginning today and for the rest of this year, I am going to pray for you by name. I'm going to pray for you by name. He said, I'm going to write your name in my prayer book. And every day for the rest of this year, I'm going to pray for you by name. And I cannot tell you what a blessing that was to me. In fact, he said, I'm going to pray for you and your dad by name. At our church here in Pasadena, my father is the senior pastor. I'm the associate pastor. He said, I'm going to pray for the two of you each day for the remainder of this year. And I'm, I'm telling you today, I can't think of anything recently that has encouraged me quite like that did because I know this man knows God. He loves God. He's serious about his prayer life. And I'm just blessed every day knowing that he is praying for me. And so you need to have a place where you can intercede for others. Let me give you a Bible verse. You might want to write it down, look it up later. But in Ezekiel chapter 22 in verse 30, I'm going to paraphrase this verse. Ezekiel 22:30, God said, I'm looking down from heaven. And I have been looking down from heaven, and I'm looking for somebody who could stand in the gap and pray for my people. You see, that's what an intercessor does. He stands in the gap, and he prays for another person. And so as we begin our prayer time, we first of all, we thank God for all of his many blessings, and then we begin to pray and to intercede for others whom God places on our heart. And then the third category is simply petition. Petition. And petition is when we pray for things that we need in our own life. I mean, specific prayer needs. This is very important. Sometimes I think people feel guilty about praying for themselves. Well, friend, that's silly. The Bible commands us to pray for ourselves. Jesus tells us, pray for ourselves. In the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. And so he tells us to pray for ourselves. In another place, in the book of James, the Bible says it this way. 
You have not because you ask not. And so we are commanded to pray. And so just have a section somewhere in that prayer book, your third category now, petition. And you can pray for things that you're asking God to do in your life. In my section, I have my prayer book with me just now. And on uh, my petition section, I've, I've, some of the things I've written down are things like this. God, I pray for a fresh anointing. I ask you to keep me clean. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Keep me in your will. Keep me healthy and strong and free from all diseases. I pray for divine connections, financial provision, divine favor. Give me wisdom. Give me a long life. Protect me spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, ministerially, mentally, and in every other way. Help me to live a balanced life and get plenty of rest. And so these are just some things. Now, the way I've listed those out in my prayer book, I didn't write it out in a paragraph form like that. I've just listed out one, two, three, four, and I just put little phrases, a fresh anointing, keep me clean, fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I just list out the things that I'm praying for. And uh, right now I've got 24 things on my list that I'm praying for myself. And as the weeks and months go by, that will grow and I'll have more, which let me say now, as you divide your prayer book into categories, be sure to leave a good number of blank pages between each major category because your Thanksgiving list is going to grow. Your intercession list is going to grow. And then your petition list, things you're praying for yourself, that's going to grow too. And so just write out those things. And then when God answers a prayer for yourself, go back and put a date by there and put, uh, I normally put PTL, praise the Lord. And I'll put the date that God answered that prayer. And I've noticed there's something about going back in my prayer book and seeing a record of answered prayers that strengthens my faith. And it'll do the same for you. So that's your third section. And then the fourth major section in, in my prayer book, and I'm suggesting it for yours if you're wanting something different, is simply this, special words from God. Special words from God. In this section, you're going to write down things that God tells you and shows you and reveals to you through your own quiet time, through your own Bible reading, your own devotional reading, through sermons when you go to church and hear your pastor teach. Uh, he, you're going to hear some things that you'll want to write in your prayer book that it means something to you. You'll hear a, a pastor or preacher on the radio or television. Maybe you'll read something in a book. Maybe a friend will say something to you. Maybe God speaks to you through a circumstance or through nature or through some other way. Just maybe his spirit speaks something in your heart. You just want to go to that section of your prayer book under special words from God and write down some of the things that God is telling you. Now, in my section, I'll just read you a couple of things just to give you an idea, a little flavor here of what I've written down. The first uh, thing that God spoke to my heart about as I began my new prayer book was simply this. My reaction and my response is more important than the situation itself. That was a devotional I read several weeks ago, and it spoke to my heart that my reaction to a situation, my response to a situation is more important than the situation itself. See, that is a, that is a, a deep and really a profound truth. You can apply that to your life. Something else I've written down. When I'm in my anointing, there is an ease. Have you noticed that in your life when you're doing what God called you to do, 
there's an ease that comes with that. It doesn't necessarily mean it's easy, but it means you have peace and there's an ease of battle. There's not an inner struggle going on. Sometimes we all get out of our anointing. We get out of our lane. We take on too many responsibilities and we're stressed out and we're uptight and we're struggling. Well, when we find ourselves like that, we just know that we're doing something God's never asked us to do because God would never ask us to do so many things that we can't do them with inner ease. And so I've written down, when I'm in my anointing, there's an ease. Here's something else I've written down. The way to avoid sin is to avoid temptation. Think about that. The way to avoid sin is to avoid temptation. And I've just got a list of things like this that God in recent days has spoken to me, or maybe these are some of these truths are things I've known in the past, but it's just like something I've read or just God's spirit to my spirit. Uh, I've just written these things down. And so that those are the type of things that you're looking for when you are uh, when you're reading your Bible, when you're praying, God, I'm looking for something very specific. I'm, here's something else I've written in my book. Trust God with the details of life. You know, we sometimes can trust God better with the major issues of life than we can the little things like the car breaking down or something around the house needing to be fixed. Well, listen, we can trust God for those things too. And so just write those little nuggets down. That's what I call them. God give you a little nugget and you just want to write that down. I, here's something else I read the other day that I thought was so good. This was in a book by R.T. Kendall, who is a, a pastor and devotional writer, and he said this, I have no private life. My private life is his. It belongs to God. I wrote that down. Now, if you'll take those four categories that I've just shared with you, thanksgiving, intercession, petition, and special words from God, if you'll take the first letter off of each of those categories, it will spell the word TIPS, T-I-P. Yes, you'll have your own little acrostic. And that's what God spoke to my heart when I was in my study on this particular Tuesday night when I wanted to be watching Andy Griffith. It's just like God said, John, let me give you some tips on how to organize your prayer life. Divide your prayer book into these four sections, thanksgiving, intercession, petition, and special words from God. And I have been using my prayer book for the last several weeks like this, and I have been greatly blessed. And so again, I just pass that along to you today, and I hope that somebody listening to this message is going to say, you know what? That's exactly what I needed. I needed something new. I needed something fresh. I needed something simple. I needed something manageable. And this little acrostic, TIPS, T-I-P-S, is exactly what I needed. Well, friend, I want to just thank you for giving us your time today and for uh, tuning in to Peace by Believing. Each week when we come to you with our program, it is our prayer that our programs are meeting needs in your life and in the lives of every single person listening to one of these radio programs. And today, as we're thinking about prayer, I would just say to you, if you have never been saved, there's a prayer you need to pray that you've not prayed yet, and it's called the sinner's prayer. And this is the prayer that we pray when we invite Jesus Christ to come into our heart to be our Lord and Savior. And so it's the most important prayer. And so if you've never prayed this prayer, would you just pray this today, wherever you might be, say, Lord Jesus, I need you to come into my heart, forgive me of my sins, and make me a Christian. And so, Lord, today I ask you to save me. 
I trust you to do it. I ask you now to begin to make me the person that you want me to be. Welcome to my heart, Lord. Thank you that you'll never leave me. In your name I pray. Amen. And friend, if you have prayed that prayer, I can assure you on the authority of God's Word that He has heard you and He has answered you. The Bible says, All who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And today, you have called on the Lord for your salvation. And I want to just say congratulations. I would encourage you to find a good church in the area uh, where you're now living. A church that teaches the Bible and uh, that lifts up Jesus Christ, I would encourage you to go and get involved in that church. Share your decision with the pastor. Share your decision with that church family and begin to grow in your relationship with Jesus. I would encourage you to visit our website this week at peacebybelieving.org. And if you'll scroll down, you'll find a place that talks about uh, spiritual growth. And if you'll click on that, you'll find some booklets we've written. I pray they'll be a blessing to you. Thank you for listening today. I hope you'll be with us next time. Peace by Believing is an extension of the ministry of First Baptist Church in Pasadena, Texas. If you would like more information on how you can have peace with God, go to our website, peacebybelieving.org, and click on the Spiritual Growth tab. If you've received God's peace today by trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at info at peacebybelieving.org. Thank you for listening today, and we pray that you have a blessed week.